Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. I'm Clayton Croker. Justin Anderson is to my left. Joining us on the fancy internet machine, we have uh, Patrick Marsh. How's the Maritimes, bud? They're great. It's nice and windy out here, so it's fun times. I hate it. Welcome to our life. Patrick yeah. <laughs> Marsh is a big kite guy, apparently, and when it's windy, he's having good times. It is always windy always windy in Halifax. That could be the uh, spinoff, too. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, we got a fun show today. We are, are of course, going to be talking about the Houston Astros and their greasy sign-stealing. I'm going to go off on them because you can't do that. Like, you, you just can't do that. Anyway, uh, we're also going to be talking about um, the top 10 Jays prospects. Baseball America released the top 10 prospects for every team. Uh, we're going to be talking about... Just a lot of fun stuff here. Also, that minor league problem where 42 teams are apparently going to be scrapped. So some shift in the minor leagues. Uh, I got into one last night, so just a heads up. Might be talking a little slow, but it's always fun because that's when you have no filter. So a little tired. I don't like get like five hours of sleep because I got a puppy now. I don't know if oh, you guys yeah, know that. Yeah. But yeah, I got a puppy. Her name's Kipper. Uh, named after uh, the most underrated goalie in the NHL, Mika Kiprasov, ever. Um, love but I had to wake up like at eight o'clock in the morning. I'm not used to like waking up that early after getting into one. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll sleep in, hang out. No, eight o'clock. I'm like, fuck, I got a dog now. That's right. <laughs> getting ready for kids, buddy. Shit. Have you guys ever had uh, a dog before? Uh, yeah. I, ha- I haven't. No? No. Patrick has. Patrick, you've yep. had a dog? Yep. Like, so like, give me some training tips here because like, she's like eight weeks old. Um... Be patient. Be very, very patient. Because dogs, they love you way more than you love them. It's just a scientific fact. And they're going to make mistakes, and you, you just be patient with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she... they'll, they'll, they'll learn the ins and outs of what to do and what not to do. Yeah, she peed on the floor, and then I just put her... I don't put her in her crate, because the crate's supposed to be her happy place, and you want her to sleep in there and hang out and feel safe. So you never... Um, yeah punish them with their crate but i put up the door in our kitchen so you just know you can't run around the house you're just stuck in the kitchen and she was so sad and Little i felt so out, yeah. bad but i felt I, like i'm the worst dad, dad dog because i feel so bad i can't be stern i'm like okay fine you can come back out after like 10 <laughs> minutes i can't stay no, mad at you you don't have to be stern you just have to help them understand what what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do and sometimes that means you got to be you got to be um, patient with them, and that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, but also with an eight-week puppy, sometimes that's tough. Also, they can't speak English, and it's uh. the most frustrating thing in the world when you're just they like, come on. They understand tones, though. Yeah, they understand they tones. I know, but like, if you're just sitting there like, this is so easy, puppy. Come on. Oh, yeah, you don't speak English. You can't understand a word I'm saying right now. <laughs> it sucks. That's the most frustrating thing is like you can't understand what I'm saying. Um, Justin's in the middle of a curling tournament, by the way. What's the update? Uh, Huge news, by the way. We lost on the last rock yesterday, but oh. we've got two games in a row this afternoon, so we'll see if we can turn it around here. Yeah, I didn't see that on Sportsnet this morning for some reason. Now, no. is this the uh, is this the qualifier for the Scotty, or is this? <laughs> you keep calling it the. Why Scottie. do you keep calling it the Scotties? And why do you think Justin's gonna be going in the Briar? Like it's like beer league curly. <laughs> this is just like uh, this is just a bond spiel at like our local clubs. This isn't yeah. like for any anything major. It's just a weekend. If Justin was like competing to go in the briar we would lead with that every single episode yeah. like hey man like I, I big match against laycock coming up that'd be that'd be the bit that'd be big news <laughs> huge news man like how much does, how much does the briar winner get 
Uh, you don't get that much money, but you get a lot of like endorsements yeah. and like a trip to the world championships. So the cash prize isn't that much. Uh, sixty-two grand. Yeah, and Holy a free shit. trip to Vegas. So like that's not bad, but you gotta divide that against or with four people. Sometimes five have, if there's a coach. coach or a spare. Yeah. Wow, that's not good at all. Curling's not a sport where you make money on winning tournaments most of the time. Like there are some teams who curl full time, but they money, have though? endorsements, sponsorships. Doing yeah. Is it one of those things where like it's like horses where you have to like sire yourself out or whatever, Pretty so much. that way you like breed superior curlers <laughs> well who was that one guy who was sponsored by uncle ben's uh kevin martin i think was sponsored by uncle ben's back no it was that uh, he's got like the huge arms and all the girls really like oh him. brad jacobs maybe i don't know Ontario? i'm gonna look it up i'm doing a lot of typing right now this is bothering me some in-depth john, curling john talk morris here. um <laughs> is it john morris it might be johnny mo i think it's john morris yeah. and he's like sitting there he's like hurry hurry hard and it's an uncle ben semi backing into the grocery store i think that might be uh, that yeah might be johnny mo. i think that's john morris because he's his own lead now right he was the guy who won the mixed doubles at the olympics yeah and Caitlin he's a, but he was he was with he was with kevin martin and, and now he he's his Kevin own and he's not actually playing on a on a foursome this year he's just playing mixed doubles full-time oh yeah Interesting. All right, enough curling. Let's yeah. talk some baseball here. Because um, <laughs> even though curling is fun to talk about, yeah, it it'd be even more fun, fun if you were getting to the briar every wow, year. That'd i, I, I got to get better at curling, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some Jay stuff here, finalize the 40-man roster. Uh, yeah. Justin, what do you think about the moves they made? Um, happy with them. I, I, I knew we needed to add Espinal and Thomas Hatch to the to the roster. I was kind of surprised that they DFA'd Justin Schaefer over um, Bravik Valera. I thought if they were going to keep an infielder, they would DFA an infielder. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sh- surprised me they just dumped Schaefer onto the old free agent wire. And then obviously they, outward- they optioned Meza to AAA. He's hurt anyway. He had Tommy John surgery. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about Forrest Wall, though, Patrick? Like, was it Patrick who loved this Forrest Wall guy when we traded no, no. Uh, Sang Wano? You love this guy. Yeah. He's a former first round pick of, of the Rockies. Made it up to AAA with us this year. Um, he hit 268 with like just over 10 home runs, some doubles, he steals some bases, plays good defense, probably a backup outfielder with fringe starter potential if he develops well. There might be a team who takes a shot on him in the Rule 5 draft just because he did make it to AAA at least, so he has seen some some pitching. I think he's 24 now, so it's about time for him to you know piss or get off the pot, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think I think that's probably what might happen is a team will take a chance on him. Patrick, you got anything on this forest wall guy? No, but I, you know what's weird is that I've heard that metaphor before, but it's been it, shit or get off the pot, not piss or get off the pot. Yeah. Also, mm. who's pissing in pots? I guess that was like a 1910s way phrase of the road. When, when, <laughs> way of the road, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being alive in like 1860, having just like a bowl under your bed? No oh, I got plumbing. Piss. Boom. There's piss no such thing bowl. as a hot shower. Oh God. Um. Any other pitchers that we left exposed in the Rule 5 draft that kind of catch your eye? Just like, a, we left a lot out there. But. Yeah, a bunch of like lefty relievers. Uh, Travis Bergen, who the Giants had claimed last year and then sent back. Um, Jackson McClelland, a couple other guys that we left. Um, eh. that we left. They're, they're guys who have like, – they're, they're typical relief pitchers, right? Big fastball, one good breaking pitch. So mm-hmm. dime a dozen, like I always say. Anyone on that list? Wow, two. Little lines there. First yeah. piss or get off the pot, dime a dozen. Look at you this go is, over this here. This going to be a, a metaphor an, or an, a flash analogy episode for me. Yeah. Hanging we, out with my grandpa. Wait one second, just cliches. before we move on past this list of hopeless players, 
I'm actually kind of sad that we DFA Justin Schaefer because I, I still part of me believes in him. Like I thought we he would end up being our our seventh inning guy, and now he's you know just a turd collecting dust in free agency. <laughs> it was funny, hey, because we were we were tra- we were chatting in our group chat, and Patrick and I were talking about how. Off oh, we trade Ken Giles, like who's gonna close? And Patrick is all like, "Oh, Justin Schaefer could be our setup man." Six uh, hours later, he go. <laughs> he go out of here. Also, you don't want a guy like Justin Schaefer as your no, setup he, guy. He walks too many people. Again, he has potential, but yeah, that's the thing. He's wild. Like he can't find the plate. So if, if you want your setup guy not to put guys on base, he, essentially every relief pitcher don't put guys on base. But especially your setup guy, you don't want to have a huge eighth inning blow up. Um, Let's get to our top 10 prospects. Baseball America, um, I'm just going to list them out here if that's yeah, okay. Go for it. Uh, number one, Nate Pearson, obviously. Uh, number two, Jordan Groshans. I know some people maybe thought Groshans would be ahead of Pearson on this list, but personally, I think Pearson's ahead of him. Uh, three, Simeon Woods Richardson, the guy. Uh, number four, Alejandro Kirk. I hope his, um, if he does get up to the majors, that should be his walk Alejandro, Alejandro. Uh, Alec Manoa is number five. Aurelvis Martinez is number six. Gabriel Moreno is number seven. Miguel Geraldo is eight. Anthony Kay is only nine. And uh, Big Cloth Daddy, Adam Clofenstein, is number ten. When you take a look at our top ten prospects last year and consider that how many left, because yeah. Vlad, Bo, Kavon, all with Jansen. the big team, and Danny Jansen. So four of our top prospects left. So most teams probably don't have four that are not on their top prospect list, maybe one or two. We had four make our team. Yeah. But we still have a good top ten here. Like, Patrick, what's your first impression of our top ten prospects, according to I, Baseball I, America? I would say I would say that if you look at this list, I mean, obviously it's a step down from last year's list, but that was going to happen that's what happens when you have like two of the top 10 baseball prospects uh, of the year. But I mean, you look at this list, we reloaded uh, prospects very quickly. This to me, this top 10 list is probably still top 10 in terms of prospects in all of MLB. It's definitely one that you're, you would want your team to have there. There's a lot of very exciting players, especially uh, or Elvis Martinez, I'm excited to see how he will develop. And I think the most underrated player on all of this is Adam Klopfenstein. I have very high hopes for him. Yeah, no, I think the big thing to look at here is six people on this list are pitchers. Yeah. Last year, I think maybe three of our top ten were pitchers, but they yeah. added they added Simeon Woods, Richardson, and Kay in the in the Stroman deal, and then drafted Alec Manoa. So well, also five of them are starters. Yeah. Like, they're not yep. relief guys. They're all starters. Yeah. Klofenstein, I can see maybe they move him somewhere, maybe to the bullpen. But, yeah. I mean, Anthony Kay's a legit starter. Manoa's a legit starter. We all know Nate Pearson's a legit starter. Simeon Woods-Richardson, I mean, we're still kind of – he's young, 18s, but he's, yeah. he's huge potential. <laughs> His ceiling's through the roof. Yeah. But it's a good list. A catcher, Alejandro Kirk. Yeah. But uh, we don't need catcher help. That's the thing. The thing with this guy, though, is he's a, he's a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hits for average. Yeah. A catcher who's very good defensively and hits for average. Mm-hmm. You don't see that every day. Yeah. Do you agree with putting Pearson ahead of Groshans? Yeah. I think if Groshans had been healthy all year, there may have been more of a conversation, but he had that, that foot bru- or foot injury that he had held him out like the last like two months of the year, two or three months. So yeah. I think if he has a healthy year and does what what people think he is capable of, like I saw an article where a guy thinks he has that Groshans has number one prospect in baseball potential. Ooh. So, I mean, yeah, had some high praise. 
But if he was healthy all year, and so was and obviously Pearson was too, I think there would have been more of a conversation there. Patrick, you're a big Groshans guy. Would you put him ahead of Pearson? No, no. Nate Pearson is the top pitching prospect in all of baseball right now. I'm, uh, that's a spicy take. He's the Actually, I don't best. think it's very spicy Mackenzie anymore. Mackenzie Gore but... is the best. But yeah. he's definitely like 1B one, one <laughs> yeah, in like terms I, of pitching I, would, I, I like Pearson's stuff, and I have very high hopes for him. I hope that he does not come up until he's absolutely ready. So I think I said this earlier in the year that I didn't think Nate would be up uh, this coming year, 2020. But I'm starting to think that, you know, maybe September call-up would be cool. I don't know. July. Because he'll be, he'll be up in July. Justin, you're the big prospect guy. Yeah. Who isn't on this list that maybe should be in the Jays system? You know what? I was I was trying to think of that last night. I looked at our top 30 on on, on Pipeline. And honestly, I think they nailed this list. I, yeah. I've got no complaints. Um, the thing that strikes me when I look at this, there's no outfield prospects on here. I was just, got, just stole my question, right, sorry, man. A, a catcher and three infielders. But, Fuck. Sorry, buddy. Jeez. <laughs> I was going to be all smart and be like, but boys, where are the outfielders? We need outfield help. Yeah. Everyone's all worried about the pitching. And then you swoop in. Swoopy swoop. Unbelievable. But yeah, you're right. There are no outfielders on this list. So uh, Does that worry you, Patrick? Like We have no outfield prospects right now? It doesn't worry me because <clears throat> I think we are going to have to deal with some of these shortstops. I think we've got mm-hmm. uh, something around 350 shortstops <laughs> in our minor league system right Give now. Give or take. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're gonna need somebody's gonna have to move. Like uh, between Jordan Groshans, Bo Bichette, Kevin Smith, um, isn't Orelvis Martinez? Doesn't he? Isn't he also? Yeah, Martinez, Mourinho, and Geraldo all play middle infield. Oh, yeah, so like we've, they we've can't loaded all up play on like we, we've loaded up on the the most coveted positions in baseball. It's yep. always middle infielders, yeah. and I mean we've got we've got Desan Brown, that Canadian kid we drafted last year. Yeah. He ranked the best in terms of um, best athlete, best speed, and best outfield defense in our system according to Baseball America. And he's 18, so he's going to be a couple of years away, obviously. But there is there are outfielders lower down in the system that were in like A ball. So we'll have to wait on them, but we're going to have to make a move here if they don't develop fast. What would you guys do if they moved Jordan Groshans to the outfield? And that was their plan. There's been talk. I mean, Jordan Groshans is one of those players who can play pretty much every position on the field. He's a shortstop, which means he has a hose. Looks like a ball player. Looks like a ball player. Oh, man. Great legs. Um, So he has like the ability to play outfield, but he's also really, really good at short. But we have a really, really good shortstop. Mm-hmm. Everyone's thinking that Jordan Groshans goes to third, and that's going to be the play. Or the Bo Vla- goes to Vladdy third. to first. Yeah, and Vladdy to first. Everyone thinks that's the play. What if we move Groshans to outfield and keep Vladdy at third? <laughs> It'd be interesting. I mean, if you you look at what Vladdy's been doing this offseason, the images and video that come out of him, he looks, he's looking good. Mm-hmm. Like, he's looking like he's lost a bit of the thickness. Did you see Marcus Stroman offered to work out with him? He's like, yeah. man, Vladdy, come to my house. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll pass. <laughs> Hard no. Marcus Stroman does have a ball in house though, by the way. Yeah, he's got a pretty cool he's house. Right on the on the water. On the water there in New York. And he's got the jet skis and the docks and everything. Like his house in, is I sick. Think that's in Florida. Yeah. Is it Florida? Yeah, he's in Florida. Oh, I thought that was his New York house. No. Never mind then. Wow. Yeah. Fuck me, right? Um he had, but he had bought a place close to the Blue Jays that's uh, right. training complex. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I thought it was from New I thought he was in New York because he's from New York. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Groshan Southfield, I 
I wouldn't mind that. That's interesting. It's an interesting take. It's probably not going to happen, but it's just throwing it out there. Patrick, oh, yeah. would you ever like that? Like making a big move like that? No, I would rather have Groshans play third, Bo Bichette at short, uh, Kavan Vigio at second, Vladdy at first. Yeah, that's a load of And then our, our outfield being uh, Grichik, Guriel, and then uh, X, where X can represent uh, <laughs> Anthony Alfred, please. That- no. Hey, no, somebody we trade Anthony for. Anthony Alfred, Someone... please. You guys got to get off this Anthony give Alfred. Give him a chance. Team. I just want we'll to trade, like, um, I want to give him like we'll three package months. package Martinez, Moreno, and Geraldo. Uh, we'll ship them all out and get like, I don't know. Who's a great outfielder right now? Mike Trout. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Mike Trout. Yeah, that's going to happen. There's our, our, our Mike Trout reference quota has yeah. been reached. I thought yeah. I was going out on a limb throwing Jordan Groshans in the outfield. Patrick's putting Mike Trout in our Mike outfield. Trout in center field. A lot of spicy takes over there in the Maritimes today. I love it. I love it. Um, but, yeah, great list. I just think Anthony Kay at nine. I mean, when we got Anthony Kay in the Stroman deal, everyone was like, oh, this is this is great. This guy's super underrated, and he's nine on the list. Like, he's behind Woods Richardson. He's fifth in the Mets list. Yeah. And their list is worse than ours. Yeah. So Probably because he wears glasses when he pitches, as we all know. That never works. Looking at you, Gustavo Chassin. <laughs> and Brett. Oh, Brett Cecil is actually not bad with us. Um, yes, well, he was. Yeah, well, he had his moments. Where, is Cecil pitching anywhere now? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's done. He's hanging out with Drew Storen. Um, <laughs> let's talk about this minor league thing. Yeah. I didn't really know too much about this, so I'll let you guys kind of handle the, the logistics of it, if you will. Who wants to battle this This is here? egregious! This is egregious. <laughs> um, Dwight, I'll... you ignorant slut. <laughs> well, I'll take the lead on this one. I've been following this story all week. So it's it's been announced that Commissioner Rob Manfred would like to do some restructuring, or as I would put it, demolition of the minor league system. Um, he wants to scrap 42 teams due to a quote-unquote lack of facilities, so old ballparks, that kind of thing. This is going to apply to the Blue Jays, or it could apply uh, by way of the Bluefield Blue Jays. They're in the Appalachian League. That that league would be basically completely scrapped because they're old ballparks. Uh, also, uh, the Vancouver Canadians, the Northwest League, is going to be or wants to become a full season league instead of just the summer and fall ball league, mm-hmm. and that could impact the way the Jays affiliate or affiliate with them too if they don't want to have another full season um, club. So. I mean, Groshans and Pardino pitched in blue or played in Bluefield as as uh, late as this last season. So it's like there's been some big guys that we sent to Bluefield, some high profile guys in Vancouver, Van- Vancouver too. Manoa, Cloth, yeah, we're all we're there this summer. Um, it's interesting. I mean, they're talking about these 42 scrap teams move to what they call the the Dream League. It sounds like some sort of like NBA D League. Sounds like a Disney movie. Yeah. So this would be a league where where MLB teams could field rosters of undrafted players, so guys who don't go through the draft um, would be able to go to these. And the reason they're doing that is because they're talking about actually moving the prospect draft back from June into August. So two months they're going to push the prospect draft back. That would impact a lot of these college guys. And high school ball players too, because high school ball players are basically finishing up when they get drafted. Mm-hmm. College guys are going a little bit later, um, but they would also lose out on playing half season ball in rookie league if it's if it's only for undrafted players. So the draft would actually shrink from like thirty five rounds down to twenty to twenty five. So less players would get drafted. Yeah, I mean there would be those guys who could get signed to go to that dream league, but it, it's it's really 
interesting too because they want a big topic of this this proposed plan is to improve player compensation so play, pay them more mm-hmm. the jays are already doing this they pay their minor leaguers a fair wage compared to other teams um there are some minor leaguers who were talking about yeah i made six grand last year playing minor league baseball yeah, in a ball six grand to play baseball yeah as a guy who is a major league prospect and you've got guys ahead of you in the big leagues making a million bucks a game almost mm-hmm. so, i mean that's a little bit ridiculous but uh <laughs> you get what i mean but i mean yep. it's, it's interesting that they're they're talking about like restructuring leagues too so some teams would move, would shift leagues they would shrink the pacific league and move some other teams uh the internationally the lead the bisons play and would get bigger um a team like the yankees currently has eight affiliate teams mm-hmm. They would be. They're talking about limiting teams to five. I like that. So they would have to scrap three affiliate teams, which would mean they have to release uh, upwards of 135 players. Yeah, that's a big impact on 135 guys. It's interesting. I mean, this isn't. This is not set in stone. The team owners still have to unanimously approve this, and there'll be some backlash from minor league baseball as well as well as the MLB players union. I would. I would expect them to to get a say in this. It's all shaping up. I, I'm, we're going to have a walkout in a couple seasons anyway, by the sounds of it. Like, I mean, there's there's a lot of unrest with this whole service time manipulation, and now this. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens when, when this current CBA runs out. Patrick, do you like this idea, not like this idea? Like, I had no idea this was happening until I saw the sheet yesterday. So, mm-hmm. um, I like the idea of all... All things being equal, yeah. as far as every team having the same number of affiliates. Um, as for cutting teams and leagues and affiliations, I don't. I'm okay with the idea of the Dream League, but I think it's a stupid ass name, and I think it shouldn't just be limited to undrafted players. Um, I think it should be. You see, the minor leagues is also a place where either players who are who have like lost a step or two, but are still interested in playing play. And it's going to get to a point where players, older players like that aren't going to exist anymore because teams aren't going to want to waste a roster spot on a player who's, you know, past their prime and unlikely to be able to get back to the show. And I, I don't know if I like that idea of like closing that door on older players. Um, at the same time, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous that some teams have like a ridiculous number of affiliate teams and have larger pools of players to work with as opposed to um, you know other teams that have less affiliates. But like, doesn't it kind of make sense? Like the NHL only has two; each team at most has two affiliates, right? Why does baseball, which has in a pretty much equal size roster have to have so many more minor league there's affiliates. no salary cap in baseball mm-hmm. and the nhl and sometimes they have like under the table teams in like finland and sweden and stuff like that yeah. for their european players and so like, they'll send people there so sometimes nhl teams have three technically only two yeah but like, kind of three. this 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 five affiliates thing would only apply to north american teams so like teams in the dominican summer league that wouldn't impact them at all uh, well, yeah, that's better, but still, like, my concern is that this will have a profoundly negative impact on older players who have either fallen out. <laughs> well, they should get a different uh, job. As David well, Price would yeah, say, they should be better. Yeah. <laughs> I just okay, don't, I don't really have sympathy for the older guys. I'm thinking about the young players who are just getting drafted and Rookie League might not be there for them anymore. That's a big hit. 
in my opinion. It is a big hit, for sure. I, I don't know, like... I don't care about Joe Blow, who's 35 and has played in the big leagues for 10 years and just isn't good enough anymore and wants to keep playing minor league baseball. Go play, like, in the independent league. Right, go play for the Gold Eyes. Yeah, come, go play for the independent league. Yeah. Like, seriously. Probably made some good money. But, I mean, it does suck, though. I mean, guys, you never want to retire. I see where Patrick's coming here for yeah, sure. Yeah, I get it. No, you but, never want to retire. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not worried about those guys. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about development. But the guys who can make an impact on a AAA or AA team because there's so much turnover there, sometimes those guys are there for five, six years. They just become the guy. Yeah. Leader in the clubhouse. It's pretty big, you know? And it's it can be a good living one thing i do like oh go on patrick before we go i was gonna say i would feel bad for the crash davises of the world who <laughs> wouldn't have wouldn't that spot on the roster wouldn't be there for them anymore it would be gone and then you you know who's gonna teach nuke lelouch you know to follow to find to follow uh, what the catcher is doing the one thing i would love about this is watching baseball in the dream league can you imagine the gritty baseball that would be in that league? Yeah. Because yeah, it would be really no good. one, yeah, everyone's unsigned yeah. and everyone's are undrafted. Sorry. Everyone has something to prove. Everyone wants to move up. That would be some unreal baseball to watch because when guys are in single A, double A, triple A in there, you got a, you got a team full of like high draft picks. They're like, yeah, whatever, you know, I'm moving to double A next year. It doesn't matter. I'm moving to triple A. It doesn't matter. So they might not be like as for the team. That dream league would be awesome baseball to watch. Like it would be intense. I think that would be a positive to this, but there are way too many negatives. Like the negatives outweigh the positives. This would ruin so many small town teams not small town but small city teams and leagues that's a lot of jobs too like a lot of jobs at the stadiums a lot of jobs on the teams and stuff like that like yeah it's uh it's interesting again got some pros got some cons that dream league they got to change the name yeah obviously yeah but (laughs) anything else anything else in this minor league change here no i have said what i need to say yeah yeah Yeah. well we're gonna have to see how it it pans out. I feel like there's going to be a lot of crackback from the, the PA. So we have to wait to see what they have to say. I can't see this going through. It's just there's there's too many moving parts. And plus, I would, I would really miss the Vancouver Canadians if anything ever happened to them. I love the fact that they're affiliated with the Jays. Um, let's get to the... Sorry, Justin's mom, but the greasy fucks in Houston. <laughs> I, I am mad at this team. And like... Everyone's all like, oh, steroids is cheating, steroids is cheating. I cheating think is Steve, cheating. I think, yeah, cheating is cheating, first of all. But on the scale of cheating, I think this is almost worse than juicing. Because in baseball, if, like, half the battle up there at the plate is trying to guess which pitch you're going to get. Yeah. So if you're up there thinking, oh, it's a fastball, curveball, you're, you're fucked. Even if you're on steroids, it's yeah, definitely hit. Exactly. It. So, like, and that's, it's such a battle. For example, when you're playing the show and you guess the pitch, how easy is it? Yeah. It's so easy where when you know what it is. Yeah. But if you don't, it's really hard. Houston essentially had this. They had MLB the show guess the pitch. I want somebody to mod the show now where somebody yeah. in the dugout is whacking on a garbage can. Every time it's a breaking <laughs> pitch, I hear his yeah. <laughs> Like I'm just first of all, it's just such an elaborate setup. It's a scheme. If you guys like you probably already heard if you're listening, but uh former pitcher for the Astros said that yeah, they're stealing signs this way. They have a camera in center field zoomed in right on the catcher and apparently like it's right in there. Oh yeah. Like, it's like, apparently from like, like I haven't seen images but see from, the outline. from the tweets it's just like <laughs> you literally it's like fingers in crotch. That's all you yeah. fucking see. 
And then the guy is sitting in the dugout. Just behind the dugout, yeah. Yeah, he gets the signals, and when he sees a, is it a breaking ball? Breaking he hits ball. The, it's a breaking ball. He'll hit this garbage can, and you can hear it clear Two thumps at the bat, yeah. yeah. In the playoffs, time. when it's loud in there, it might be a little tougher. Yeah. But I bet you they probably have another system. Of... Did you see the video where it was Danny Farquhar pitching White Sox yeah. at the end of September there, where yeah. he's, he's, he figures it out, he steps off the mound after the third time he hears it? Because yeah. he threw two change-ups. On both of the change-ups, all you hear is thump, thump, right yeah. before he throws the pitch. And Evan Gaddis, the batter, fouls them both off. And then uh, he hears the thump, thump, right before he throws the third one. He steps off the rubber, calls the catcher out. They change the signs, and he strikes him out on a change yeah, on the next pitch. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, teams no knew thumping. this. Yeah, teams knew this. Yeah. And it's weird how other teams knew this and didn't come forward. Yeah, do you guys think they didn't? Patrick, do you think they didn't? Stitches get stitches. Patrick, do you think they didn't come forward because <laughs> they're also cheating too? I think this problem is a lot bigger than just the Houston Astros. But if any team is going to get caught with this shit, I'm glad it's the Houston <laughs> Astros. Because <laughs> obviously they're the most obvious offender of it. I don't think it's limited to them. I think this is going to absolutely bust open a whole new can of worms that MLB is going to have to deal with. And it's not going to be as ugly as the steroid scandal, but we're going to see some muck uh, get slinged in all kinds <laughs> of different directions against former players, managers. It's just going to be a shit show, and it's going to be it's going to be awful for the game. Yeah, and I mean MLB is going to be interviewing current and former players and staff, including that that Brandon Taubman guy, the guy who got fired for making those comments towards those female reporters yeah. here. They'll be interviewing him too, and Good oh, you, you know, you know, I, I bet you he's just gonna spill the beans because he's he's got nothing left to to lose with supporting the Astros. So he's probably gonna be like, like that, it's that guy who just tells him everything. Oh, he just went from good guy to great he's guy. He's gonna squeal. He's gonna squeal, Damn, man. That guy's a oh, just a weasel. But uh, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking that he's just gonna do tell them whatever they want to hear. Uh, but I'm I'm kind of curious to see if if anything is gonna be released from this this interviews with the players so I'll, I'll be kind of curious to see if anyone squeals too or well, if they all keep their mouths shut i think stealing signs in baseball it's part of the game yeah. it's not like a, a a great part of the game but if you're on second base mm-hmm. and you can kind of see what the catcher signals are like if they're not making it complicating they're just going one two three that's on them. They need to have more complicated signals. Yeah. And you know what? You can kind of see your teammate at bat, and you can kind of give them oh, a yeah. If you're on second that's base, that's totally, totally fine. fine. Like yeah. that, that kind of stealing signals is fine. you got to be better at hiding your signals. Yeah. And same things with go, goes with the third base coach. It's, you got to be better at hiding from your signals. outside the diamond, that bothers me. When you're bringing in a camera, yeah. and you have a guy watching a TV in the dugout. And he's whacking a garbage can. And I heard a rumor, too, that they were putting sensors in their cleats. Yeah, there's some sort of thing they're talking about. They had, like... like like vibrating yeah. Bluetooth band-aids and that would stick on and they and just vibrate them. And yeah. it would vibrate when it was breaking I don't know if that's pitch. true. They're looking into a bunch of weird stuff. If they're going to those, those lengths, extents, though, oh, fuck. why wouldn't they? Yeah. Because the garbage can <laughs> system's a little, I mean, little cave I mean, it's a little cave but it but it works. And I, I'm looking at, like, at batting stats just from this season. The Astros had the highest average in the league, 274. Yeah. Contrasting with the Blue Jays, who were 30th out of 236, we were dead last. Woo, go Jays! I really hope the Jays weren't stealing stats or stealing signs. If they were, they just <laughs> aren't very good at it. <laughs> well, some people were also saying like the playoff thing. Well, you can't hear that in the playoffs because it's so loud. Well, you could hear it during the regular season, yeah. which got them to the playoffs. So, uh, Patrick, what do you think? 
will happen to Houston if they're found guilty? Like they, all this turns out to be true, which it looks like it is. Sure. And what do you think would be the punishment for them? I have no idea because there's no precedent. There has a team ever been stripped of their World Series victory before? I don't think is so. That, no. Is that how far we want to take this? Yeah, I was going to say, like, would you yeah, strip their World Series? That's interesting. I mean, I, I just mentioned the batting stats from 2019. I went back to 2017, and they hit 282 best in the league <laughs> that year, too. Um, Here's the thing, though. Like, and the Jays were still 29th at 240. So when you do suck. something like that, you strip their medal or – yeah, I mean, their title, but if, if, deep if, down, if you know had, you won. If, if Lance Armstrong does steroids and gets stripped of his Tour de France titles, uh, was it Ben Johnson got stripped of his his hundred meter title? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, why is this any different than than that? Is what I'm asking. Because if that, you get those, caught, those include performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. This includes stuff that happens within the vicinity of the ballpark. And the like, thing, I'm on your side, Justin, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, objectively or devil's advocate, whatever phrase you want to use. Like this all took place within the vicinity of the actual sports complex and nobody did anything actively to impede the ability of other players. Sure. It was more about gaining a minute advantage. Is it minute though? I mean, if you know a breaking pitch is coming, you're not thinking fastball at all. You can eliminate fastball from your mind completely. If you, if your yeah. if your team tells you it's a breaking ball, you you don't even have to look for a fastball. And I mean, yeah. it, the thing is here too, just to kind of, I mean, play devil's advocate against myself. This only impacts the batters. The pitchers still have to go out and get the other team out, yep, right? Exactly. Um. So that's the thing about baseball is it's not it's not an individual sport, right? So so the batters don't have. 100% control over what happens in the game. Yeah. And to be fair to to the Astros, they did win that World Series in LA in game 7. So they won it on the road. But how do they get there? <laughs> exactly. Right? That's the thing. Like how, how do they, they get, get there? there? Like they they cheated to get there. Yeah. I just hate going to that much effort to cheat. Yeah. If you're on, again, if you're on second base and still signals, that's fine. You know what? You're going to cheat that way. That's cool. Part of the game. It's it's mm. open to you. Yeah. But you're bringing in a foreign thing, and you can't do that. Yeah. And it's just so. Again, it's with like baseball, baseball is all about you know the tradition, the history of the game and stuff, and integrity. Again, the integrity of the game. That's the word I was looking for. But now it's kind of shifting towards you know the bat flips and pimping home runs and all that stuff. Yeah, no that's problem cool. with that. But that's cool. But in this case, I am with the traditionalists for the game yeah because this is just greasy like it's super greasy i just it really kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth that these guys are doing this and they're so good too yeah like if they were bad whatever they're they're a shitty baseball team but the fact that they are just hitting bombs and highest batting average in the league so obviously it's working they got a good roster but sure um shout out to dave hudgens blue jays bench coach who was the houston astros hitting coach during the time at the time He's going to get right into this somehow. Yeah. So, like, do you (laughs) hand out individual punishments? I don't know if you can in this situation because how do you know? I mean, and and in the the article in The Athletic, Mike Fears, who's the pitcher who kind of got this whole thing rolling, he said that, like, some guys wanted to know what was coming. Other guys didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where's where some guys like, fuck you, I don't want you to tell me what's coming? Uh, or was it this a whole team thing? Like in the end, were they just like, you know what, everyone else is doing it? Like that whole peer pressure thing? Mm-hmm. Like a whole, is Jose Altuve is the one guy who's not doing it, and everyone else is doing it. He's probably going to get roped into it in, mm-hmm. in the end, right? I mean, it's going to be interesting to see like what they can actually prove, because this was two years ago. And there's probably no really, besides video with a noise, 
before pitches, there's really no evidence, physical evidence that would be left two years later, unless they've been doing it the whole time. And they there's that. Find it. There's a documentary on that Astros yeah. team. Good old John Boy. And when they're going through the tunnel, you see the TV <laughs> yeah, and you see the there. cord and you see the setup. It's and the like, garbage cans are right exactly there. so. Yeah, but does that 100% prove they were doing it? No, yeah. but let's. It's where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Holy Man. metaphors and cliches Man, today have on the you, show. Have you been, have, do, you, do you follow like John Boy at all on, no. on the internet? He's like that guy who just like posts videos and does commentary over them. Every time there's like a little oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty funny, but yeah. he's he's been going after the Astros for this like all week. It's been hilarious. As he should be. Yeah. So he's like he's like the internet crusader in this in this case, yeah. fighting the battle of the people. Uh, it's been pretty funny to watch. So Patrick, if they end up just getting away with this, it's just like you know what? There is no evidence. We can't punish them. Like, what would be your reaction to that? It's just they get a slap on the wrist. Uh, that's what I expect to happen. Um, I'm not outraged or anything like that. I just think it'll be interesting because teams will have to find a new way to cheat because I also believe very firmly the Houston Astros are not the first team to do this. Mm-hmm. They won't They won't be the last team to do it. But this is obviously a turning point as far as how sign stealing has uh, been occurring up to this year and how it will occur in the future because now there's no fucking way that this method would work anymore because now you're just going to have every team is going to have a guy sitting somewhere in and around the bullpen. Uh, Every time their team is pitching, they're just going to mash the garbage can three, four five times or whatever it takes to confuse the, uh, the system. So it's just not going to work anymore. So now there has to be something new, whether or not it's a Bluetooth vibrating thing in the cleat or, um, I don't know, inserted rectally. I don't know how it's, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, uh, but I mean, they'll find, there'll be new, new ways where uh, they'll be able to communicate sign stealing. So I, I so, just want to like provide like some, some precedents for this. Like this is the first time that this sign stealing scandal has happened, mm. but we have seen Rob Manfred hand out some hefty punishments. Remember when the Braves two years ago lost some international free agents? Oh yes. Yeah. So it was 2017 there. This, this story came out in November. So it was literally two years ago from today that this story came out. Um, their former general manager who was there before Anthopolis got actually, or sorry, it was two before Anthopolis. He got actually banned for life. John Capella by by Major League Baseball, and they they lost thirteen prospects, and their formal special assistant, which was like their international scouting chief, he was banned about for one year. Wow! So they lost thirteen prospects who became free agents that yeah. they had signed internationally because they had circumvented international signing rules by funneling money to five players through other players. So they were basically like giving guys money and saying, "Give it to these guys." Yeah, they had like this whole ring going on. So that's. That's kind of what, like, that's kind of like what people are saying has to be the floor for this, mm-hmm. because that was international signing, like, it's prospects who may never make it. And that's this the is, floor. This is like the fucking World Series. That's the big. Right? That's a big punishment. Losing thirteen and, prospects and draft picks. And like, if you look at college football, <laughs> when college football teams cheat or yeah. you know give money to players, they get like the death penalty. Yeah, that's the term that gets thrown around in college football. Um, SMU back in the day got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC got it bad when they were paying Reggie Bush and Lendale White and those guys. They got the death penalty. Like you can't play in a bowl for five years. We're yep. gonna take away twenty of your scholarships. Like this, they can take away a good chunk here. What would be case? Okay, so like let's let's put on our punishment hats. I guess that sure. sounds kinky. But <laughs> uh, I'm into it. What would what would be your punishment? Like what would you what would you hand these guys, Patrick? Um, 
five years of no first round draft picks. Um, uh, severely limit their international signing funds, severely limit their Rule 5 capabilities. Actually, no, just restrict them from being able to participate in the Rule 5. Um, and uh, I wouldn't take their title away. You I wouldn't take that. away any no, individual awards they won, uh, but I would do all of that to really damage the future of the team uh, just because I think it's more fair that you – you hurt them in the long term than in the short term by taking away their title. Because yeah. everybody knows they won. We can't pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, no, the title the title you can't touch. But in terms of individual awards, if any Houston batters won an award in 2017, I'd be taking that from them. Yeah. I would take the awards away. Um, you can't take the pitcher's awards away because, again, other side of the ball. Um, I agree with you on the the draft picks thing. I would just let I would completely remove the Astros from the next two drafts, completely remove them. I was gonna say the same thing. Who cares about the first round? You can find gems in the thirtieth round of the draft. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Reed Johnson. Completely remove them. That takes away like sixty players they could put into their system over the next two years, because that's a, that's a, like that's the biggest. Even like one year of a draft yeah. is a pretty big fuck oh, yeah. you. And Houston's farm is really good right now. They too. are, yeah. So that would that would that would severely hurt them there, and international pool i would maybe just cut their international pool money in half or something like really restrict just kind of restrict them from bringing in any new any new players and then yeah i, I like the idea of keeping them out of the real five draft completely so i'm, I'm kind of with you patrick but i i'm i, I want to take away their individual rewards or their awards sorry i want to take those away and give them to somebody else yeah if it's banning yeah yeah i would say like their manager has to get fired and banned for a couple years because you're the manager. You know what's going on. You're yeah. probably behind this. You can't do that. So not just fired, but you can't just get fired and then picked up by another team. You got, sure. He's got to have like a two-year ban and a hefty fine. Because he's the like you're the manager of the baseball team. You know everything that's going on in the dugout. And like so you're going to let this fly? No, you got. he's got to have like a two-year ban. Yeah. So a two-year ban and a fine. Jose Altuve's MVP award 2017. Take it away. I take it away. Nah. I don't know if I take his MVP away. Take it away. <laughs> Um, I would say, yeah, no rule five draft for like five years and yeah, maybe just take away a draft from like, you guys can't draft this year. Sorry, but they can pick up like, you know, undrafted guys and stuff like that. 2017 take Jose Altuve's batting title away. Yeah. I'd take the batting title. Maybe not the MVP because MVP is a little bit of defense too. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. (laughs) but yeah, uh, moral of the story. Again, sorry, Justin's mom. Fuck you, Houston. Fuck you, um, Houston. That's about it for today's episode of Batflips and Maple Dips. Uh, thanks for listening, whether it be on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and Stitcher, whatever. Uh, as always, shout out to the boys at Blue Jays Aggregator for, for retweeting us and giving us some love. Uh, we like them over there. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at BFMD Podcast. Give us a follow. Uh, we're going to end the show today with some CFL talk. Let's go, Blue. Bombers, baby. <laughs> You guys don't care. I, I, I mean, yes, I do. I, I, I wouldn't hate to see Zach Caleros get some redemption. Oh, that'd be the best story and, ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to finish with with the Bombers too, but I just want to give a shout out to Canada Tennis as well. They've reached the finals of the Davis oh, Cup. Yeah. Pospisil right. and Shaps and yeah, Felix. they just beat, they beat Russia this morning. Yeah. Uh, in in a three set doubles match, so they're going to play uh, in this in the finals of uh, of the Davis Cup. Yeah, big year for Canadian tennis. Huge also, year. too, Patrick, I was going to ask you, did you go to that lacrosse game in Halifax yesterday? No, are you talking about the first preseason? It was like an inter-squad game. It was like sold out in Halifax for an inter-squad game. 
Hmm. Yeah, people people are getting starting to get rambunctious about the uh, about the thun. Is it the Thunderhawks? The thunder? No, Thunderbirds. Let's look it up. Yeah, here. sorry, I f that up. But um, Thunderface, Thunderbirds. The opening game, I believe, is December third or December fourth, something like that. Uh, and it'll be at the former Metro Center. Now it's called the Scotiabank Center. Uh, where the Moosehead play, and I think the city is going to blow up. Like, it's just going to be a huge deal. People people are talking about it, and there's stuff all around the city about it. So, like... That's good. Mm-hmm. Halifax might become... We might be turned into a, uh, a lacrosse city, which I think is awesome. become a professional sports city it. yet, and maybe get that football team someday, too. Well, there's been a lot <laughs> of uh, pushback on that, but we can talk yeah. about that in another episode. <laughs> yeah. um, but in the meantime... Go Bombers. I'm very excited. Fun fact for both of you, just in case you're interested. Uh, the last time the Hamilton Tiger Cats won the Grey Cup was 1999. Um, and their uh, legendary quarterback, Danny McManus, won the MVP. Neat. Yep. And the last time the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won the Grey Cup was 1990. When Clayton was just a little tyke. No, I was a fetus. <laughs> I was in my mom's womb the last time the Bombers won the Grey Cup. So you weren't even you weren't even a thing. I've never you seen just... the Bombers win. And like Sunday, like if you, if you don't know this, I'm a diehard Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan. Like for me, yeah. my favorite sports teams go number one Bombers, number two Jays. I love Winnipeg. Um, it's just my family grew up there. And they, they were season ticket holders. And they still live out there. They go to all the games and stuff. And like we're diehards. And, like, yeah, I know some people, CFL's not real football. I love the CFL. I love the CFL. I understand that the CFL is nowhere near as talented as the NFL. It's not even close. You and I both grew up in times, like, your province when you grew up, Mm -hmm. the Jets went away. Mm -hmm. You only had the Bombers. Exactly. Saskatchewan only has the Riders. Exactly. That's what we do out here in Mm -hmm. the West. We love the CFL. It's huge. Like, out east, like, CFL, meh. Toronto doesn't give a fuck. Toronto doesn't care. Ottawa's kind of getting some traction. People in Montreal kind of do because they were so good for so long. But, man, out here, it's a huge deal. Even Calgary and Edmonton, it's a huge deal there, too. But, man, I'm going to be a nervous wreck all day on Sunday. I'm going to be losing my damn mind. And, like, if they win, I'm not going to work. You know what helps with that? Liquor. Lots of liquor. Um, Yeah, that's it. That's all today. Thanks for listening. Um, We're going to end with a good Sasky boy. We're going to end with some Coulter Wall. Nice. Me as well. Uh, This song's called Kate McCannon, but it's not his album version. He did this at the original 60, or the Great West Brewery. Nice. Here in Saskatoon. They did this little uh, session with him, and it's way different. It's super, super good, so enjoy it. For Justin and Patrick, my name's Clayton. We'll taunt you next week. Go Bombers. His wings are black as sin And he floats outside my prison window Mocking those within And he sinks to me real low It's hell to where you go You didn't murder Cade McCannon
first met Tom McCann I was working in the mines Said he had himself a dark-haired daughter With long green eyes And when she and I didn't meet She was bathing in the creek Prettiest girl in the whole damn holler That ain't no lie So I went according to Cade McCannon Got me a job and I quit my rambling Every day I'd save a quarter of my pay.